Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Joined each and every Thursday at 4.30 by Kevin McPherson, better known as Poop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Well, Kevin, I'd, I'd just like for you to start off today by somewhat uh, updating us, if you will, on where Arkansas stands with some of the prospects for the upcoming 2023 class. I read today where uh, the young Mr. Fall is saying that he will not make a decision until in the fall. Um, Might be appropriate. In the upcoming, yeah, I think it's quite appropriate. But um, with that being said, Kevin, if you can kind of update us where Arkansas stands in regards to some of these youngsters. Sure. Bay Fall, the five-star, uh, ranked top 15 in the country, 6'10", forward center, very talented player, really good footwork around the basket, uh, quickness and length. And, it's, you know, um, a guy that, to me, you know, when you start combining both ends of the court, his ability to defend the rim as a shot blocker, rebound, and then the, the work, like I mentioned, the footwork inside offensively, you know, maybe the the, the best, you know, center five-spot player in the country in his class in 2023. And then his teammate, Asani Diop, who I've said for a while now, I think they're a package deal, also 6'10". Not a five-star, but top 40 guy. So, you know, a a high-level four-star recruit. Um, Plays more of a face-up game. He's more of a slasher from the wings, can shoot a little bit, uh, can also finish inside. But I think these guys complement each other. They play together with 17U Colorado Hawks on the Adidas 3SSB circuit. They played high school together in Denver, Denver Prep Academy last year. And they both took an unofficial visit together to Arkansas for the Kentucky game back in February. Now, I mentioned on the segment the other day, and what you said you read is precisely what his coach, there, the, both he and uh, uh, Fall and his and uh, Diop's coach and their guardian uh, told me just a few days before this last live evaluation period. So, that, you know, heading into about a week ago, uh, he told me that they were going to. They were looking at September, October during a football game weekend that Arkansas is hosting to take an official visit to come back. And the one, the one that kind of jumped off the schedule to them was Arkansas, Alabama. So they haven't confirmed that, and they don't have that formally scheduled. But that was just something that he told me. So that's in line with with you know what you just said. Um, and so those are two. You know, I consider those priority recruits for the Razorbacks, and I think Arkansas is in the lead for them. I've been saying that for a couple of weeks. I do think Arkansas is the leader there. Now we'll see what happens. They took official visits to Auburn in June. They've got some other places they want to go. I know Seton Hall's in the mix. Um, and then, you know, there's other recruits out of Texas, especially Texas, uh, when you start looking at class of 2023, because Ron Holland, who high school teammates with Anthony Black, uh, we know that he played with Jordan Walsh in grassroots basketball. Uh, about a year ago, and so these are hog freshmen that maybe some of those ties help land him a five-star, top five five-star, six-eight forward that just now has two gold medals. By the way, last two seasons with the Team USA Junior National Team, uh, but Ron Holland's another big-time player. Took his official visit to Arkansas 
in early June. Um, a player that has already said that Arkansas is in his final four college choices, and then he's also looking at the NBA G League elite. So I think Arkansas, when you start looking at some of these players, we just mentioned three names, all of them six, eight or taller, frontline type of prospects. Um, and, you know, Holland and, and, and Diop have a little more face-up versatility, and Falls just an exceptional player. I mean, they all are. I think Arkansas is in great shape with those three. And then there's other players. And I mentioned Texas. You know, when you start looking at guards, Arkansas thing's going to try to add to the laden blocker commitment when you're talking backcourt. Wesley Yates the third, 6'4 guard. Chris Johnson, 6'4 guard. And, you know, Johnson's more of a combo guard. Yates is more an off-the-ball shooting guard, wing type. Both of them outstanding players. R.J. Jones, who took an unofficial visit, as did Chris Johnson last fall. Jones is a 6'3 guard out of Denton, Texas. He's really increased his profile. Now, he's already a top 40 guy, according to ESPN, but just had a really good uh, session at Nike EYBL in Kansas City, as did Yates, scoring and shooting. And so these are guys you start looking at for also setting up official visits for the fall. Um, and then one more big man, Zayden High, the 6'9 Ford Center. I always compare him to Jalen Williams, also out of Texas, will play next year's senior season at Arizona Compass Prep, but he's a, just a talented guy, man. He's really, you know, can shoot the ball from three, good passer. Uh, you, you watch Jalen Williams do work in that two-man game out high on the floor with setting screens, rolling, popping off of those, dribble handoffs. This young man has that kind of feel. He really excels in that kind of game. Uh, but he's another player I think Arkansas is going to get uh, or, or is, you know, in the works to set up an official visit also sometime in the fall. So, in summary, I think you've <laughs> named – no, I, I'm, I'm being serious, though. In summary, you've named about ten players. I, I, I wouldn't actually count them off on my fingers as you were talking, but it sounded like roughly, let's just say, ten players. They're not going to add all ten, I don't think. Uh, I do realize this last class, uh, this incoming class, ended up uh, – with Walsh and Black there at the end, but uh, it already added to a very impressive uh, haul as it was. And even though some of the incoming players uh, for this year, we are speculating, but I think it's safe to say they're going to be one and duns, could be the big three. Uh, but even after saying all of that, what are you expecting, Kevin, in regards to numbers? What, what do you think Arkansas – will attempt to sign. I, I don't think they'd attempt to sign all, let's just say, 10 of them, but what are some realistic expectations? Yeah, you know, I've been saying, I think, three or four, and, and the reason I, you know, if, if you get Fall and Diop, who right now I do think Arkansas leads for, things change in recruiting, so that change, but if that's a package deal, you add those two to blocker, you're at three, and, I, and, you know, obviously they want Ron Holland. I mean, he's a priority. So that's four if we're talking about that grouping. But I also think Arkansas – wants another backcourt piece. So if you let's say you got all four of those, three new ones plus blocker, that's four, and then you go get another backcourt court piece, it could be five. <laughs> so three to five, and we saw Arkansas sign six players last year um, from high school ranks, 11 total with the, with the portal. And we know Arkansas already. currently has three players that are, consistently in these mock drafts for 2023 is one and done when you look at Nick yeah. Smith, Jr., 
uh, Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh. Correct. There's also a mock draft from the Athletic out yesterday or the last couple of days that has uh, Ricky Council the fourth going in the mid second round. Uh, there's reasons to think Trevon Brazil, the six ten Ford transfer from Missouri, could be a, an NBA draft prospect in a year's time. So with the way Arkansas is recruiting now and the way Musselman does it, turning over the roster is nothing new to him and nothing he's afraid of. So I think looking at some numbers here on the high school, this next class for 2023, anywhere from three to five right now makes sense. Maybe more. As you just said, I mean, looking at the way he's recruiting, you may need eight yeah. more next year. You just never know, do you? That's it. It could be more. I mean, it's just right now when you're trying to play that game this far out, you're thinking, okay, maybe three to five, because you know he wants to get back in the portal. Uh, but he just signed six out of the high school ranks. Why not do that or top it even? I mean, you never know with Musselman what, what the next move's going to be or a series of moves. He has an idea, and that's fascinating because he's really, to me, he, he's kind of a – you know, on the edge, maybe a leader of the pack kind of recruiter now the way the game is because there's so much movement. And he's having success on the front end with the high school recruiting and then on the back end with spring portal recruiting. Um, and, you know, you put it together, the number one recruiting class, according to a lot of the gurus when you talk about the portal this past cycle, and the number two recruiting class and on the high school level, if you add that together – Maybe it was the overall number one class, and Arkansas hopes it is because of 11 new, 13 scholarship players, 11 are brand new, so you want them to be quality. Kevin, we know this this happens or goes on, and that is the fact that you make an offer and the young man does not instantly commit. He'll take his time, however that may be. But let's just say that these start saying yes, but all 10 want to say yes. I mean, is there a point that you have to say, I'm sorry, we're full? Or, I mean, what, what do you do? Because you, you mentioned several of these. You feel like Arkansas is the lead. Okay. Uh, so what kind of happens in a situation like that? Yeah, in the past, and since Musselman's been here, I've been aware of several players that have tried to commit to Arkansas and the coaching staff has, has slow-played them, pumped the brakes. And they've done just a really good job of sorting through those things and figuring out what they want and need. Okay. Uh, you, you see very little panic recruiting here. I mean, they've, it, in fact, none. I mean, they're, they're, they're out front on what they want, and they're getting it. I wrote a piece today at hogville.net about Arkansas's recent Texas recruiting. You know, this thing could really snowball with Anthony Walsh, or excuse me, Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh on board. You know, we talk about Ron Holland. I mentioned some other names from class of 2023. Four players from class of 2024 that they've really been on, including Trey Johnson, number three overall, according to ESPN, a five-star, who's just been in a, an elite score playing up on 17U level on Nike EYBL, a big guard, 6'6", six, six. Uh, some other players from Texas, but Arkansas Really, I was looking at this with Anthony Black and Jordan Walls. It's the first time that Arkansas had two McDonald's All-Americans from the same state, out of state of Arkansas, uh, that could be teammates together at Arkansas since Ron Heary and Todd Day. Now, those guys were separated by two classes, 86 for Heary, 88 for Day. But they were both from Memphis. They were both McDonald's All-Americans, and they were both Razorbacks at the same time. And we remember the, the success the program was in the middle of 
when you had that kind of level of player and you, and you put more than one on the roster and they play together. So the point being, and I had Lee Mayberry, another McDonald's All-American. This program has Nick Smith, another McDonald's All-American, not from the same state as some of the others. But the point being, that's how you start to, to build a monster is by having that level of the success recruiting. Arkansas has been great. Now they're expanding it outside the state. And Texas is a big, big place right now for Arkansas recruiting. Nolan said you got to feed the monster. Apparently they got a lot of food up there in Fayetteville because they seem to be feeding that monster. All right, hang on, Kevin. we got to take a break. That's Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Brandon, along with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Uh, so far, Kevin, how would you grade out uh, the guys that's been playing in the summer leagues uh, professionally for the uh, the former Hogs? Yep, um, I'm going to tell you I've got I've got several here with with A grades, and not just because I'm a homer. Um, Moses Moody and Isaiah Joe have been outstanding. Joe has missed the last couple of games dealing with a, a sore shoulder. Took a hard fall. He had played four games in six days in the summer league. In the fourth game, he took a hard fall early. Uh, took a lot of contact, hit the floor hard. So he's he's sat out a couple of games. He may return to the team here toward the end of the summer league. But man, what his first three performances over 20 points per game, shooting nearly 56 percent from three, uh, doing other things defensively, good handling the ball and setting up teammates. Just an all-around performance and. You'd say the same thing about Moses Moody. He had a high water mark for the Summer League at 34 points in his Las Vegas Summer League debut a few games ago, then turns around and had 21 the other night. Does just a little bit of everything. So I've got A grades for both of those guys. And I've got the same grade for Stanley and Moody, uh, who got the start today. They're playing right now the Pistons and the Cavaliers. He started. Uh, but he's been playing off the bench and just very efficient in his opportunities you know, uh, really averaging more than a point a minute or roughly a point a minute and, and highly efficient in doing so, knocking down threes, especially quarter threes in his opportunities. But, but he averaged 13 points a game in his first two outings, and this is his third game today. Like I said, he's getting a start. He's done some good things defensively as well. Uh, and uh, You know, it's not – sometimes efficiency is great, but when you watch it with your eyes, you could tell the players wasting dribbles and maybe they just got lucky and knocked down some shots or they're forcing things and they got lucky and knocked down shots. Not the case with him. He's, he's been a really good teammate moving the ball and when his opportunity's there and he's open, he's taking shots. Um, and so you like to see the way that he's playing in addition to the way it looks statistically. So those three get A's, guys. Uh, what about Jalen Williams? Uh, you know, I'm going to give Jalen a B. Um, he, he's doing all the things that we've seen him do to make winning plays at both ends. He, he just finds ways to create either by taking charges, getting a deflection that leads to a steal, falling, diving to the floor for a 50-50 ball, loose ball to get a, to win a possession. He's doing all those things. He, his passing is showing that he's going to be an elite-level passer in the NBA. He just is especially for a big man. He has struggled shooting the ball. Now, last night he did make his first three in summer league. He had a nice little reverse lay-in, finished two of eight from the field. And so I think the biggest thing for me right now is just because of his shooting is not where it will be. He's going to figure all that out. I'm going to give him a solid B, though, 
Um, but he's played well. He's, he's in his opportunities, and he got a start last night. You know, you'll get some opportunities in summer league, especially as teams rest players or sit them out, just to look at different guys in different role situations. And I thought Jalen showed well in a close game. His team won 86-80. He got a big defensive rebound with about 17 seconds left. They fouled him intentionally. He went and made both free throws and extended uh, a one-possession game to a two-possession lead, like I said, with about 17 seconds left. So that was big for him in addition to hitting that three in reverse lane. And he took two charges, seven rebounds. So, you know, uh, was a really, when you look at his 19 minutes, it was a really probably an A- an A-grade game for him, but when you look at the other three games and they put it all together, I'd give him a B. J.D. Note has not seen much time, I think just a few minutes in, in one game uh, for Golden State at this point. Uh, we've seen Justin Smith get spot duty with the Sixers playing on the same team as Isaiah Joe, and he's actually had some good production in his very limited playing time. He had a nine-point game the other night, and uh, made some has had several offensive rebounds off hustle plays and a couple of steals and assists. You know when you look at his two or three games he's played in, um, but you know you've got eight former Hogs in the summer league, including Dusty Hannes, who played for about four minutes in in his first opportunity in the Las Vegas summer league. At the same time he was on the court, his former teammate at Arkansas, everybody knows who Bobby Portis is. He was being interviewed about his new contract at the summer. He was at that game in Las Vegas. He was been a live interview while Dusty was playing. So they had a split screen, Bobby on one half doing the interview, and Dusty on the floor playing with the Milwaukee Bucks summer league team at the same time. I think it's a long shot for Dusty. We wish him the best, but uh, I got a feeling that's a that's a, a, a long shot for Dusty Hannes. Um, how long does this summer league continue on, Kevin? Do you know? Yep, through the 17th. So we're about to wrap it up here gotcha. through the weekend. Um, you know, and it's it's just, again, a great opportunity for young players. to. I mean, Isaiah Joe should be safe on Philadelphia's roster. Team option, if he's on the roster by opening day of the season, his contract's guaranteed. Moses Moody's on a guaranteed deal. He'll be among the 15 on the roster. Jalen Williams signing his deal. Uh, we, we heard about that. He's going to be on the 15. Now, now, some of these guys can still play in G League at times. They can be sent there uh, and then players brought up to fill the roster spot briefly. You won't see much, if any, of that from Moses Moody. I don't think this year, not for Isaiah Joe. That didn't happen to him last year. Um, and you know, I think you will see some of that with Jalen Williams. As far as the other guys, the one guy, Stanley Moody, I think he's really carving an opportunity for at least a two-way contract here with, with the Pistons. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but if it does, that's a, a great opportunity, and we saw what Daryl making. You know, he was able to do that a few years ago, and that came through his performances in summer league. So, in essence, it's make or break for these guys. If they don't uh, make the roster, then what is it then the next step that would be logical, maybe, that they catch on with the G League? Is that the next possible option? That's an option. Playing overseas is another option. Um, you know, I, you know, a guy like like a guy like Amuni, I think, is going to have a, a chance to play in the G League if he doesn't earn a two way deal. And I would I wouldn't be surprised to see Justin Smith back in the G League. That's where he played last year, so I think that's logical. And and I'm really wondering what's going on with with Note Note. I I think we, most fans thought that would be 
a likely destination. He's not getting really any run here in the summer league. He didn't play but one game in the Portsmouth Invitational. Uh, he did not do well in the G League um, uh, combine that was at the coincided in late May or in May with the regular NBA combine. He just, you know, he stru- he's, he's kind of struggled or had brief appearances. So that's a bit of a mystery to me, and we'll see what happens there. All right, Kevin, we're out of time. I know it didn't sound like it yet, but uh, there you go. We're out of time. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, we will talk with you uh, next week. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net.